We're delving deeper into the world of mining and engineering. From the coalface with Martin Kremer on AM Live. And it's that time again on a Friday when AM Live presents another update from the coalface with Martin Kremer, publishing editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly. Good morning, Martin. Morning, Sakina. Now, Martin, turning Joburg's mine dumped sand into gold. And that is said to be adding 14 billion rand to South Africa's economy per year. There's money in muck, and you see that when you go out to Brackpan, and you realize that we've still got a mining legacy here. We're in the last phase of mining in this golden city. And you go out there, and when there was no activity, there was zero uh, funding. Now that they've, they're taking that mine up sand, they're processing it, and they turn it into gold, actually that activity is putting 14 billion rands worth of value into our economy a year. And, you know, we see the gold prices in a sweet spot at the moment. It's uh, the dollar prices getting very solid. And interestingly, the costs, the, the costs are flat. So, you know, although their, their costs are in rands, you'd think there'd be an inflationary aspect. No, no, they're holding their costs down. So you can see the cash starting to move out of these wonderful technical achievements that you have that can take our legacy, which is really an eyesore. It's a creation of dust. And, and they are doing everything they can to make sure you get every bit of value out of that, but also that the dust doesn't flow. They're suppressing all the dust. They're putting vegetation on it. But a big thing is that water is required. They need a lot of water. When you process this, these dumps, you need a lot of water. They are not putting any strain on rand water. You know, they've gone in, they are converting sewage water, and they're recycling that. They're also taking the acid mine drainage water and, and using that. So that's an important lesson as well for acid mine drainage people themselves because they're talking about enormous amounts of money that they want to spend. It's taxpayers' money, and, you know, the, the government is saying, oh, no, we're going to put another $10 billion. You know, they should be saying, we're going to get $10 billion out of it, you mm. know, as we're doing with, the, with this gold. And you can see that there's so many wonderful spin-offs there. They're looking at poverty alleviation in the area. They're showing people how to grow vegetables, and I was stunned, you know, you from a a little vegetable patch the size of a front door, you know, you can feed five five families. And it's amazing how many people are taking this seriously now. Some people are going into it full time, actually growing these vegetables. And, and they've sparked that through going into the poverty alleviation side in the area and also youth development. There are 500 youth doing math, science and accountancy, all because they turned this to account. And, you know, they're looking to do a lot more. We can see that they probably extract more out of more gold out of this uh, waste, this, this nonsense that we see around the place because of the technology they're using. So it shows you that, you know, there is money in muck. And I think that the government should realize that in the acid mine drainage, there's a lot of money there. And I get disturbed because, you know, we show them, we, we tell them, but they won't take calls. I mean, I've got uh, certain experts I've even personally asked them, it's your civic duty, go through, you know, to the government and show them how you can do this. They, they don't get, uh, they can't get through. So wow. And then, of course, there's new taxation laws, the taxation laws amendment bill that uh, has also come through to muddy the waters, Martin. And uh, this, just as hopes of uh, tax reform were beginning to rise, actually. You know, you had the Davis Tax Committee. People were actually talking to that committee, particularly around mining royalties. They had a session and, and there was a lot of listening by the Davis Tax Committee, taking it all in. There were hopes rising that, you know, all the anomalies would be moved out of the way. And that took place on May the 13th, but on July the 8th we have this crazy, you know, the Taxation Laws Amendment Bill just popping up out of nowhere, which suddenly 
reverses what looked like were going to be gains. And, you know, time frames when you're allowed to put your tax in, suddenly they were 12 months. Now they're pushed back to six months. And, you know, you have to do a lot of guesswork when they push these time frames through, but they want to penalize you if you're wrong. So if you guess wrong, you know, they then penalize you. You've also got to be able to estimate correctly what the royalties are going to be. And, you know, the the estimation becomes very complex if you've got to do it in a very rushed fashion. And they're saying, no, but if you don't, uh, they want to now give the commissioner, the tax commissioner now gets the power. He can estimate. So he can estimate what, what, what uh, if he thinks you, you're wrong. Now, this should have been done after you've got clarity. You know, the, the Davis Tax Committee is trying to create clarity on all these tax issues. Get the clarity first. Then you can start introducing, you know, commissioner estimates. But don't do it before. And so this is the sort of situation that knocks investment back. Because if you get, you know, tax uncertainty, People will not invest. And they all agree that this royalty tax is right because, you know, the metals and minerals belong to the people. So if you're going to deplete some of those, you must pay something in, a compensation. They all agree. And even if they make a loss, they've got to pay. This is how it is. You make losses, you still pay. And they're prepared to do that. And when things are good, they'll pay up to 7%. This is in, in addition to all the other taxes, you know. But... They don't like the lack of clarity, and if you don't have clarity, you don't have competitiveness, people won't invest. And, of course, the mining charter, lots of talk, lots of debate around this, and a new ruling shows that the courts won't easily endorse the new mining charter's blunt um, uh, arithm- uh, arithmetical quotas. Yeah, these sort of blunt arithmetical quotas that have come through with Mining Charter 3. You know, this is the third iteration. We have a new minister and then we have a new Mining Charter. We've now got Mining Charter 3. And it has been very robust in the way it is imposed, you know, quotas. And, uh, you know, this case that came through the Constitutional Court, Solidarity taking uh, it on the the, um, government with the correctional services, it has implications now for the mining charter, because you can see that the Constitutional Court says this is not legitimate affirmative action. You know, you can't just say that because a disabled person is white, you know, they're no longer disabled. So there's all sorts of blunt aspects that are coming through here, which the Constitutional Court has said, you know, is not affirmative action. Well, Martin, thank you so much. I'll speak to you again uh, next week. That was Martin Creamer, publishing editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly. And he'll be back uh, with another edition of At the Coalface, same time next Friday.